Welcome to the Improve Your Workflow podcast brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Learn from other creative and media businesses about attracting more work, delivering projects efficiently, getting paid on time and everything in between. Hi there and welcome to episode 14 of Improve Your Workflow. My name is Paul Evans and today I'm chatting with Louise Berger. Welcome to the show, Louise. Thanks, Paul. Good to be here. Great. Could you uh, tell the listeners what you do and who you do it for? Absolutely. So I'm a graphic designer and I run a small design studio, a one-girl band, so to speak. Cool. And on the yeah, on the Mornington Peninsula, yep. uh, called Louise B Creative. So I work largely with clients in the positive impact space, helping them to uh, elevate their visual communication and branding, and help make a difference in what they do. Okay. What does that What does that mean exactly? Like positive impact. Yeah. So a focus, I guess, on working with people who there's a positive purpose to what they're doing. So it's, I guess you could say a little bit more about purpose over profit. It might be something as straightforward as them being a non-for-profit or working as a social enterprise, or they might be a more commercial and for-profit business, but they're working, say, maybe in the in the health space sure. or maybe in leadership development or something like that. So there's a there's so a real, positive impact from the work that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Mm. So you're a you referred to yourself as a one girl band, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you must have a few tricks up your sleeve when it comes to getting work done. Yeah. Do you tell us what would your number one productivity hack or um, tip for the listeners. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I, I love all things productivity, so it's it's hard to sort of find just the one, but I think you've definitely got to, as you say, have a few tricks up your sleeve when you, when you work for yourself. I think probably one thing for me is I'm a big fan of calendar blocking and time blocking rather mm. than like a traditional to-do list. Yeah. Sure. So I guess rather than writing out a list of everything that I need to do in a day and and sort of just leaving it at that and trying to work through it, I'll actually schedule that task onto my calendar for for the day or during the week so that there's time allocated to it so that I know that this is when it's going to happen and that if I can't do that, it means it has to get shifted elsewhere. So it's a lot, it just allows me to be a lot more conscious of what I'm spending my time on. And it also is good. It helps me to not overcommit to the day as well. Cause I'll see straight away if I've, you know, you know how sometimes you can put, you know, 15 things down in your to-do list with this really ambitious, you know, mm-hmm. had your coffee in the morning. You're like, yeah, I can get this done. And then it gets to halfway through the day and you're like, Oh, done too. No, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if I feel like if I, if I block that out in the morning, yeah. I can kind of get a sense of, oh, okay, is this realistic or, you know, am I going to need to shift my expectations? So it just helps prevent that that burnout that I think can be, Definitely. you know, pretty easy to come by sometimes when you work for yourself and in creative industries. So, yeah, that's, that's probably a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah, okay. On that, how do you sort of block out any distractions? Because I've tried that method. I'm not an expert at productivity by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> and I... Which is kind of why I'm running this podcast is to learn. But so the, yeah, I always find I block block out time, but, you know, then the emails start, the phone calls start. Do you have any sort of tips? So, yeah, I think I don't 
completely block my day to the nth degree. So I leave some white space in between so that if something does come up, also like I work out of a co-working space, shout out to the Frankston Foundry. So (laughs) one of the perks of that is there's a good community. And sometimes that means if someone comes in and sits down at their desk and you haven't seen them for a few days, you might say good day and you might get a little bit distracted. So I find that if I don't like say if I've got, you know, eight hours in a day, I won't block all eight of them out. No, or, or if I'm going to block it out, I'll, I'll block breaks in there so that there's a bit of flexibility. Yep. And another thing too is I'm trying, it's a work in progress, but I'm trying to like not necessarily respond to my email notifications yeah. as yep. they come through and try and batch those a little bit. So yeah. check it yep. in the morning. Batching. And then, yeah, doing yep. it when I've got a scheduled sort of moment where I can go, yep, I've got time to actually pay attention to this. Because otherwise, yeah, it hijacks your time in about two seconds flat. And you can find yourself knee deep in your inbox when, say at the time of day when you're feeling more creative and then waste your time. Well, not waste your time, but you waste that creative energy on something that could have been done at a different time when your brain is in a better space for that. So it's, it's all about that energy management, I guess, as much as time management. Yeah. yeah cool. All yeah. right. So graphic designer, you obviously use a fair bit of technology, I assume. <laughs> yes. Um, you're not hand drawing everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us a bit about your tech stack and I guess the tools that help you get your job done? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I do definitely find myself being a, a combination of old school pen to paper and Mm -hmm. tech, but tech definitely takes up a huge part of my, I guess, workflow. So I guess straight off the bat, yeah, I I do, I use the Adobe suite, the Adobe creative suite for all my design outputs. So a lot of Adobe InDesign for layouts, Illustrator as well for vector graphics and a bit of Photoshop as well. So they, I spend most of my day on those. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) And then I guess in terms of productivity. So I, I use a combination of Trello and Streamtime to manage all my jobs and my workflow. So I really love both of those tools and and I've sort of got them working fairly well together. So Trello is a lot for my my workflows and and processes and and kind of managing the content and process for specific jobs as well, keeping things in in one place. I I love the the fact that you can, you know, move content between lists and it's very Mm. intuitive that way. So being a visual person, that makes a massive difference. And then stream time, so that's definitely been created with creatives in mind and and I use that for planning, scheduling, costing up my jobs, managing all of my time tracking on jobs and okay. recording of that. Yep. And it's got a it's got a really good interface for for all that sort of stuff. And and it means that I can kind of the way it's set up in a couple of clicks I can pretty clearly see what I've got on, how they're positioned in terms of budget and all that sort of stuff. So that's a really powerful tool. I've, I've started using that in the last sort of couple of months and it's yeah, right. Yeah, I haven't heard of that one. I'll have to yeah. check that one out. I think it was a, I think it's a joint venture between, I think maybe it's a Kiwi company originally, right. but okay. I know they've definitely got an office in Sydney um, and it's a lovely team up there. So yeah, they're, they're, they're a good team to go with. They, uh-huh. They've been around for a while, but they had a massive redesign in the last, I don't know, recently and so I didn't know yep. of before that but the redesigners made it really really clever so yeah, uh, yeah I use that yeah and then I use I use Rounded as my accounting platform um, which is okay. like speaking of other local sort of startups so they're a, I'm pretty sure they're I know they're definitely Australian based I think yeah. they're based yep. 
familiar. And they're brilliant. Yeah. Have you come across them as well? I've come across them, yeah. I've not used them, but yeah, definitely heard of those guys. Yeah, I like them because it's a, it's accounting software that's quite tailored to freelancers and sole traders. So there's yeah, okay. Sometimes I find with some of the bigger packages, while they're they're fantastic, I don't necessarily need all of those features yep. right now, and it can be a little bit overwhelming. Whereas Rounded's in that good position where it's yeah, just what I need. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll just take a few seconds now to hear from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Digital Pigeon. Digital Pigeon is the leading file sharing service for creative and media businesses that can't afford to miss deadlines. With a focus on moving large files from A to B quickly and reliably, Digital Pigeon is the tool you can count on where others fail to deliver. Try Digital Pigeon out for free today at www.digitalpigeon.com workflow for an extra long 90-day trial. Now, back to the show. All right, Louise, if uh, you could work with one brand that you don't already work with, who would that be and why? Okay, that's like being a kid in a lolly shop. That's, yeah. a, that's a really tough one <laughs> there. designer, yeah. Oh, so, so many. Oh, I'm trying to narrow it down to one. So I think there's an organisation called AIM, AIM Mentoring. They are an Aussie-based organisation and basically they they provide like mentoring programs and experiences that connect high school kids who are sort of doing it a bit tough with universities and giving those kids the opportunity, I guess, to, to really reach their potential and push beyond some of the, the barriers that they think might exist for them. And yep. they've, got a, they've got a fantastic, really colourful, beautiful, strong brand and just they're doing fantastic work in the world. So I reckon that'd be a pretty rock star thing to collaborate with. I'd love to, love to be involved with them. Yeah. Awesome. That's, yeah. Yeah, they're interesting. Yeah. All right. So in terms of problem solving, again, as a one-person business, mm. you can't say Google, but how, how do you go about solving <laughs> problems that you don't know the answer to? Well, you were going to say Google, weren't you? Oh, look, yeah, is yeah. it everyone? I yeah. mean, where would we be without Google it, hey? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that it's that problem-solving side of it is is so important. And I think, yeah, as you say, as, as business owners, I don't think we're ever not problem-solving. It's it's a, yeah. a massive part of what we do. But I guess, as I mentioned earlier, I'm, I work out of a co-working space and, and there's a really good network of people in there that are very yep. helpful and very knowledgeable and we all get along quite well. And, and there's lots of different expertise, you know, people doing different stuff in mm. this space. So it's definitely not all just creative. So that often tends to be my first port of call, just yeah. naturally. You I find go, that hey, as well. Yeah. Work in a co-working yeah. space and yeah, just people doing all sorts of different things. Definitely. So often it's like, oh, I'm having, you know, I'm having a bit of trouble with this thing. Have you come across it or can you help me with it? And, and I then have been in a position where I've been able to help other people with their questions as well. So it's a shared thing, which is yep. lovely. I think also I've had a really fantastic experience with mentoring over the years as well. Okay, great. Yeah, I don't think I could overstate the value of, I guess, the support knowledge that you you gain from having a mentor. Like I can think specifically there was a a mentoring program I was part of a few years ago with the iGen Foundation and, and Enterprising Partnerships, they put together a, a program called Getting Down to Business and it was it was a like a entrepreneurship mentoring program for under 25s and it was a really supportive and positive program and I'm still in touch with the other people in my cohort 
and some of the people that were mentors for me through that as well. And it's just great to have a, I guess, a network of people that you can bounce ideas off that are a little bit further ahead of you, as well as some people that are at the same stage as you. So mentoring is a huge one, I think, for me. And also there's, I guess, in terms of mentoring on a maybe more design-specific level, there's a, a great setup called the Design Business Council. They're based here in Melbourne. Okay. And they've got heaps of good content that you can access that's just really practical about the business side of design. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I know they offer men- yeah, they offer mentoring as well. And, yeah, just, I mean, why wouldn't you take advantage of being able to learn from people who've made the same mistakes that you might make yep. anyway. Yep, 100%. Yeah, and exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm hoping that, you know, one day I'll be able to do the same for other people when, when I'm in a position where I've gotten further down that track and can help people who are coming up. So it's a nice little circle of, I guess, giving there. So, yeah, yeah it's a good thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right, last question, and that is how can our listeners connect with you? Oh, well, that's an easy one. That's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finish with the easy one. Exactly, yeah. So the best port of call, I think, would definitely be my website. So that's www.louisebcreative.com. So all my contact info is there. It's easy to get in touch with me. And I'm, I'm also on Instagram and, and Facebook too as, as Louise B Creative. And I, I do try to keep that up to date. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Louise. Oh, thanks very much for having me, Paul. It's been good fun. Some fantastic insights there from Louise on improving workflow. My number one takeaway was to block out time in your calendar, but also give yourself that flexibility to adapt when it needs to be done. I believe I first read about batching in the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, and I think that's a topic for another episode, but batching is an absolute must-do. Thanks again for tuning in and until next time, keep on delivering. Thanks for listening to the Improve Your Workflow podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. Go to www.digitalpigeon.com slash review podcast for more info and we'll add you into our monthly draw to win a Digital Pigeon t-shirt. Bye for now.